Thanks for joining us for another exciting edition of the Lakeland Sports Guys. Tom Carroll, Chris Cox. We've got Stan Spivey, the coach, in the house as well. B-Rad has got the coldest beer in the Lakelands that is here. And it's the ladies who are first for a happy hour here at Howard's on Main. We invite you to come on by the twice-baked potato and the ribeye steak sandwich special of the day on Thursday. So you can come by and enjoy that. Get here early, though. I, I stress that because you don't want to miss out on the twice-baked potato. I said, yeah, you can have a roast beef, man. Give me the twice beef. <laughs> Just want that. Uh, congrats to the Greenwood Eagles baseball team. They shirt up and won region last night. It was a big win over Pickens. We'll dive into that a little bit, uh, as well as they've got another game tonight, a home game uh, against Pickens uh, that is going to be going on. But 6-15 is Military Appreciation Night. That's it. So 6-15, those festivities will start, and then 6-30, the first pitch will be going underway. And uh, if you miss it, well, you can catch it live or uh, via YouTube later on with Jim Steele and, and uh, TJ. It was cool watching them take region last night and them having to do the game like that because it, they were as ecstatic as anybody was. They were as excited as Coach Baker himself. And, I mean, <laughs> that, tell me that's a relief that gets it off of their chest and now they can concentrate on playing baseball tonight and not worry about the region anymore because it's theirs. Now they can prepare themselves mentally for the playoff picture, which is coming around pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting times. Yeah, and then all next Eagle. week, I think, is, is non-region play. So yes. they got uh, North, uh, North Augusta once again. I think they got Burns again and, and some of the others. Fun so. games. And, yeah. and games that they can actually come back like Burns. I think they lost a game at Burns up there. Here's a chance of coming to you. Hey, get that game back. So. Well, and here's a chance, too, not only that, but you can get the, the region we've got it. We know we're going to the playoffs. All right, let's bring up a couple of these younger guys. Let's give some of these younger guys a chance to play against a Burns, a North Augusta, you know, some decent quality comp to give them a few innings and, you know, see what happens. They may not start the game, but let's put them in, you know, fifth, sixth inning, let them get a couple innings under their belt at the varsity level, and that's going to just make you that much better for next year. Or when you get into the playoffs, you may need that guy to step up for an inning or two innings. Totally agree with the pitching side of that because that JB yep. that JB baseball team is pretty good, especially yeah. with their pitching staff. So that's, that's why he wanted all of us to see There's a couple them. of guys, yeah, they, yeah, and they may be called into duty. So, Well, uh, Matt Murray was the player of the game last night. Five innings pitch. He had four Ks to go along with it. Two for three with two RBIs <laughs> at the plate. Um, needless to say, getting some younger guys up there and pitching will help yep. going into the playoffs. Oh, I think uh, – Particularly middle relief. These guys are just phenomenal. You know, we we talk about game in, game out, and one will step up to the plate the next time, and boom, it's either Tiller Murray, T.G. Aikens coming back around again. Luke Godwin, there's so many guys that have stepped up game in, game out, and I'm talking about they may have to pitch one game. I mean, it's just hard for me to – it's even feasible for a guy like Matt Murray that can pitch the kind of game he does and then can hit the ball too. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the JV, they won last night over Burns, eleven to three, the final there. And C team had uh, a double header, and this is against ninety six. And this is how good this team is. Game one, they won fourteen two. Game two, they won eighteen four. Yeah, they're good. I'm so telling they're you. good. <laughs> they're solid, they, and they're but waiting on their chance. Have JV go up there and win that big eleven yeah. to three over Burns too, uh, and knowing what Burns has well, coming up. Well, then that just goes you know, the total program. It's not just about the varsity team. The younger teams, the younger guys are making strides and getting better every day, every week, every game. Who knows? A lot of those, you might see one or two of those C-team guys up there on the varsity team, one one player. Now, they may not go on the road, but at home, 
who knows how many people have they got enough uniform varsity uniforms to dress out all the players he might want to put on there. He's got something coming up Sunday that we should look into. Did you see that? I did not. They're dying the hair. They're bleaching the hair. And I guess uh, Baker's going to Blake, Baker's going to do it. But anyway, the last home season, regular season. If you if you want to donate. Well, I guess chemicals or whatever else. If you want to bring pizza and drinks, they're willing to let you do that as well. I, I love the fact that, that this is it's, – you're right. It's evidently something they do every year. Yeah. It's something that's kind Once of a tradition. playoff thing, yeah. So, and, I mean, I think that's going to be cool. I think Coach ought to go ahead and just get his. I mean, his is pretty close anyway. But <laughs> go ahead and get it done. But I, I just think it's neat that they come up with these things for these kids to do. Remember when they played in the, the, the in Georgetown in that first tournament they played in? You know, if you're coming down, bring pizza. We need, we need something to eat. So I got players that are hungry, and I need, you know we need to feed our players. But uh, the community's been invited to come out on Sunday afternoon. I think it's five thirty or six, maybe, uh, to see that done. So I mean, that'll be exciting, and it'll be funny to see too. So I think we need to go. I think so too, man. I think I think you need to dye I, your I, hair. I, I think I'd much rather <laughs> when my son played when every when it get to the playoffs and and they knew they were in, they didn't dye their hair. They shaved their heads. Mm-hmm. We used and, to, and, and so we get out there, you know. Now, Mechalinian baseball does that. Yeah, so. Willie's already there, so he can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Willie can go up there and show them what they're going to look like. Well, we don't. Maybe we don't want to do that. <laughs> he looks let's, like let's a lighthouse when he takes his hat off. He does now. <laughs> I might be interested in the purple haze or whatever they're talking about doing the purple hair. I might yeah. be interested in that. It would. Speaking of purple, the uh, Vikings <laughs> baseball team—they uh, fell to Clinton fifteen to one. Um, uh, back on uh, what was it, Tuesday, I guess it was. The Vikings back in action. They'll be at Clinton coming up on Friday. Chance to get a a little revenge in that process. But their C team uh, swept Abbeville in a doubleheader. Uh, nonetheless, uh, ended up going big in game number one. Um, Colson Monero, uh Murano, yeah, went two for three. Hayden Dorfin. Went one for two with an RBI and a double in that one. A winning pitcher with Ethan Metz. He fit four innings, five strikeouts, and then game number two, um, the hitters big time for Greenwood were Finn Howard, two of two with an RBI. Uh, Colson Marano, again, two for three with two RBIs, and the winning pitcher was Finn Howard. Pitched a no-hitter, four innings, six Ks, and one base on balls. And this Clinton team, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they won the region. Yeah. They clinched it in that first in that game, that's fifteen to one. So, uh, like I said, that's out of the way now. You can play baseball now and concentrate on just making playoffs now. Ten one ten zip, just run rule involved <laughs> in all that. So. It's a good baseball team in Clinton. Now. It is. It is. Um, boys varsity soccer uh, for Emerald Vikings. They end up beating ninety six seven to nothing in that one. Um, you know, a non-region game, of course, for both of these, and the goals were scored by Ethan Arch, uh, also Rome, Daniel, uh, Jose Raja. Uh, you had uh, Caden Hedrick, and the assist came from uh, Rome Weidman. He had two. Roderick had one, as did Wade King. So, didn't I see this week where Jose has signed? Well, that's uh, your next. That's your next. I, I, I got it. I got get it, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's just forget, sit back. It's let's a good segue. It's a good segue with the goal scored. Let, let's just this. kick back in the laser ball and let him talk. <laughs> we got yeah. We got two that signed this week. As a matter of fact, you're you're absolutely right. Jose Hernandez uh, did sign with Lander, but so did his teammate and Jose Isaac. Uh, signing with Lander yesterday in the process of all these. Both these guys have played every position that's on the field, but they enjoy playing defense more than anything else, and they're hoping to be able to do that. And I think that's what they recruited for with Lander. So. Right, well, that's a positive thing, too. I mean, like I said, I only saw the one, so I missed out on one of those. 
<laughs> well, Hernandez is the one you saw because I we forgot to one. mention it on Monday because yeah. he signed last week, yeah. um, and then yesterday uh, Isaac was ahead and he ends up signing. And I missed uh, that one. I can tell you because I didn't share it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and to tell you how big this is for Lander. Uh, particularly for these guys from Greenwood in the fact that they're recruiting here in town as well as in the United States. They've got a lot of players that come over from England to play right. on this Lander soccer team. And to be part of that and be as good as those guys are in the recruiting process shows you just how good these uh, high school programs are. It is. You're right. So looking forward to all that. All right. Uh, what else have I got uh, as far as um, – Oh, i got to make, make mention a Clash of the Carolinas is coming up. If you don't know what that is, it's a giant soccer match that takes place against uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. They pair the two up. And uh, Betty Murray of Greenwood is going to be one of the boys uh, on the South Carolina side. So it'll be nice seeing him. So he'll take part in that clash. And the clash is going to take place on the 24th. It'll be up in Cary, North Carolina at uh, Coca Booth Stadium. That is the uh, famous Wake Med Soccer Parks Complex that is up there. So he, he gets to play at a higher level, the next level. I, I guess you could say this was the uh, the Shrine Bowl, I guess, of soccer is what you can call it. He's groomed for it. So yeah. So this should be big. But this, you know, there isn't, there isn't any other, you know, border clashes that are out there between two states that we know of, particularly here in the southeast outside of this one. This is the only one I know of or I've heard of. Right. So unless there's another one somewhere I don't. Well, I know they have a, the, the high schools will have their annual north-south game, you know, but that's all in-state. That's not going out of state, so I don't. All right, so here's the next question. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the South Carolina High School League next, or do you want to jump into the uh, head football coach changes? Let's go with Jerome. Let's just let's jump Jerome's tail real quick. <laughs> All right. Well, they they oh, did meet, no. and there's a lot of action. That this went was done. tough, saying if you hadn't seen this. Yeah, there was a. Oh, uh, yeah. Just I'll just briefly make mention of this. One of the private schools did not uh, get invited to. to uh, participate in sports in the league another one did um, but that wasn't the big news and all of this the big news um, that came down with all of this is the high school league approving a single location for the basketball semis in the championship that came down as well as they talked a little bit about the cross-country championship and the football championship and what they're going to do we'll start with the soccer process of it because they want to take um, those three games uh, the upper state championship, the lower state championship, and the state championship, and combine them into one building. So uh, there's a lots of places that are out there that have offered Florence, Rock Hill, Greenville, um, Charleston has also uh, you know put in a bid as a possible site that is there. Uh, the Florence Center, though, with their capacity right now, looks to be the favorite in all this. They've got uh, just over 9,100 uh, seats that are going to be available that are up there. Um, hasn't been decided as of yet, but that's kind of the way it's looking as of right now and and you know the biggest concern uh, too is the colonial life arena is also in the mix of this the problem would be if all of a sudden somewhere down the line south carolina the ladies again end up hosting another ncaa uh, tournament run i i still think though that would be where well i won't say it behooved them to go to that route but when I mean, you talk about midlands i mean that's fairly even for everybody. I mean, Florence is going to be tough for us, but it don't really matter. Well, and, and the thing about it, you'll know a year, two years in advance when those college playoff games are going to be played. And you can set your schedule. 
you set your schedule every year. So you can set your schedule, and that's, that's why I have a problem when they start saying, well, we had a conflict. Well, Aiken no. did win the, their region, and they and, got and the that, host. And, and that makes a difference. Yeah. But the high school league knew that the playoffs would be starting that weekend. And if you're going to go to a college to, to try to play these, you've got to understand that, yeah, there's a 50-50 chance at that school. It don't matter who it is. could yeah. be playing. And you've got to have a backup plan, so to speak. But uh, you can change your schedule. You change your schedule earlier in the year so you finish a week earlier. Mm-hmm. So you can play your games the week preceding the playoffs. Well, with all of this, is going to be interesting, too, because it's going to go over the course of eight days. So you're going to have to rent yeah. this arena for eight days because, for example, you'll have the boys and girls, uh, Class A, upper state and lower state on the same you know, on the same day. And then the same for, you know, the next day would be the 2A, 3A, 4A, so on, until you get to the championship games. Um, so, I mean, South Carolina was running um, – Willie B for a hundred thousand dollars is what we found out overall. So you know for that that was for the what three days yeah. that was there. I can only imagine what they're going to charge for Colonial Life over the course of eight days. Well, but you know here again, and we've heard it before with football. As long as it was in Columbia or when it was at Willie B, but the year or a couple of years they played it at Clemson. Mm-hmm. All the folks from down Charleston, Myrtle Beach, way. Why do we have to go all the way up there? That's a distinct disadvantage for us, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it would be the same way And now if you take the, you take a Gaffney and tell them they've got to drive all the way to Florence for an mm-hmm. upstate game. You win it. Well, it's going to be two or three days before you play again, so you're going to have to drive all the way back, and then you've got to turn around and go back. And that's not just players, but that's fans too. Mm-hmm. What At what point, where do you – say, okay, we're going to let school out at 12 o'clock today so the students that can want to go, we've got charter buses you can ride down there on. Oh, well, we tomorrow morning it's going to be 2 o'clock in the morning for, are we going to have class in the morning? How many kids are going to show up? You know, so it's, I understand it, but, you know, the central Columbia region I mean, and Columbia's a big area, and there, there's more than just Colonial Life Arena that you could play in. I'm sorry, there yeah. are. Yeah. And you just have to make those uh, Look and see things. what you can find. Yeah. yeah the, the scary thing is the executive committee on Tuesday went in favor and giving uh, uh, Jerome Singleton the authority to make the decision for the venue. So um, it'll be in his hands as to what he decides, and now they're out there looking at all the data. So. Well, he can look at it, but all those principals that say, we're going to let you handle it, Jerome. And then all of a sudden, when their school has to drive to Charleston or to Myrtle Beach Her to Florence, play, yeah. and that it has to come out of their budget, they're, they're going to be the very ones that are going to be screaming yeah. the loudest. And every classification except for 4A was in favor of this. Yeah. 4A was the only one that was not in favor well, of this. You know, we're, this. we're part of that problem there. <laughs> but my problem still remains with, like, Colonial Life, Willie B., Look, these are these are your state championships, whatever you want to call it. You've already made your money. I just tell you like it is. You already made your money. CLA they make more money in concerts than they do basketball games. Mm-hmm. Balu Center, same thing. The thing with Florence that does make sense is 
To my knowledge, Francis Marion plays all their games on their home um, turf. Court turf yeah. So Florence is the one place that you wouldn't have a conflict, yeah. which I do like that. But and I but I mean, go ahead and knock it out and say Florence is where it's at, and if you can work a deal with CLA or Bilo, get it done that way. And but I mean. Use Florence as a backup for Drew. Yeah, just, just to now. make sure you got it. I mean, you're not going to have many things that happen like at Aiken. That was right. just a rarity because, and I blame that on Lander. They should have won the, lead, the the conference and they wouldn't have to worry about this thing. <laughs> it had been here. But, I mean, to give Jerome anything and him make we won't know anything for a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we've got to know something by the time July gets around. So, yeah. speaking okay. of which, um, Singleton in the South Carolina High School League, they also – have shown interest in, in wanting to host uh, uh, the Fall State Football Championship. So South Carolina, South Carolina State could be a possibility, um, more centrally located for everybody. I would say a uh, little further drive to South Carolina State by, what, maybe a half hour from from where we are here in the maybe upstate? That. If that. Maybe, yeah. But a good stadium. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong yeah, with that stadium yeah, in South Carolina yeah, State. It's, yeah. it's fairly nice. You know, and they wouldn't charge near as much as South Carolina would be charging. So. I'm still at the point, Tom, you, you, you make your money – I mean, Stan, you got season tickets. I don't have season tickets anymore because of all the riffraff and crap that goes on down there. You've made your money in the past two or three years. What? Just why not just donate a place and you te- keep the gate off of it? If you want to do that, take the gate, but don't charge <laughs> these guys to come there and play a state championship game. Don't. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you might let the high school league have the gate. But look at what you're going to make on concessions. Exactly. On Saturday when you play in three games. Now, Friday, okay, if you're only playing one, that might be a little of an issue. Uh, maybe play two on Friday, three on Saturday. You can get them done. There's enough time in between games. You don't have to worry about getting people, ushering everybody out of the stadium just to let the next team and the fans come in. Yeah. There's enough room. And if Jerome will put out, if you're playing in a state championship game, have your people understand that when your game is over with, they can stay within the stadium. But would they please move up in the seats or down in the seats so the teams that are going to be playing can have a good seat? You had a good seat. Be polite and give the other team a, a good seat. The last few times I went yeah. back in the old days when it was there, they had one side totally blocked off. Yeah. You only could go to one side or the yeah. other. And I guess that was for on that Saturday yeah. that you're talking about when you are going to have a crowd that you can just start using one side or the other. And uh, there's ways to do it. I'm just tired of, like, these schools holding the high school league. I guess I'm dependent on now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of hostage <laughs> when you're making all the money you are anyway. I just man, come on, do more than you can for. I, I would almost guarantee you. Uh, I'm, I would be wrong because I would say Texas doesn't have this problem because I imagine. But there again, you got a guy like Jerry Johnson. They, I mean, Jerry Jones. They've started playing everything at AT and T where Dallas plays. But um, there's ways around it. But go ahead and get your backup. You got Florence as a backup. That's. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, and when it was at but Clemson, Clemson didn't charge them. All all the high school league had to do was pay for the security that was up there. But Clemson made all that money off of the concessions, uh, and that as makes well, sense. So. That's fine there. And like you said, yeah. give the high school the gate. Yeah, because they're and the ones bringing the crowd in. And please don't. Now, if you've got a private parking lot, that's on you. But any of the parking lots that are owned by the venue or, or the school. Just open them up. Don't yeah. charge people to park. Anyway. That, that, you know, no, come on. <laughs> 
But I understand you got to make money to pay somebody to come in and clean up behind them. So people just put your trash in the trash cans like you're supposed to. So we'll we'll find out what's going to be decided because that got tabled pending more details and information. So that's all he ever we, you know we out. we it may be moved to South Carolina State this coming year. We'll see how all that happens. Give it a shot. Let's let's see we'll how it goes somewhere. Yeah. I mean, like you say, I mean Orangeburg's not that far away. No. Uh, the other mention was of the cross country state championship. You know, it's been held down there in the Sand Hills uh, at the uh, Clemson Richland County Extension Office. That's down there. Um, they're undergoing some renovations as of right now. So, uh, pending if that is done or not, the state championships will be held at Newberry College. That's awesome. That, and that's for cross that's country. That's not a bad. It's okay. You got interstate. It's frame difference. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a little more yeah. upstate oriented, but it's yeah, right but off of twenty six. You got the interstate there. That it's makes still, a lot. It's still considered Midland. So it is. You know, you're right. You better still considered Midland. So I don't see a whole lot of people griping and moaning about having to go to the coast. You know, to, to yeah. now in December is a different story. But yeah. I mean, summertime, yeah, I don't, baseball and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. All right, so they approve a single location uh, for basketball. They also uh, approve that they're moving the uh, football championship, so we'll find out a little bit more. Uh, probably, I would guess, in June is when we'll find out because uh, they've got to have all that secured and underway by the end of July. All right, Ray Tanner, there's you something. Step up to the plate, buddy. So, yeah, well, and Beamer's already said what? Beamer's? He's like, he's all no for problem it. with it. But no why would you not? Uses. Why would you yeah. not if you are a head coach? Because, I mean, you're going to be picking from a lit now, and yeah. they're going to be in your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like spring game. I'm not a big spring game guy, but look what it did in recruiting yeah. this past couple of days, man. And yeah. and we got the side show with the fireworks and the lights. So <laughs> <laughs> we can do that for the weekend. Yeah. All right. And here's the fun part. The 2022-23 football coach extravaganza search is on as we still have seven oh, schools that are out there. And uh, the latest, uh, Phil, was to airport as uh, Shane Fiddler uh, goes ahead and takes over for Andre Cook at airport. He was at one time the Ashley Ridge uh, head football coach, and he did numerous jobs for them while he was there. Now, all of a sudden, where the Ashley Ridge head football coaching job has come open here, what, uh, a week and a half, two weeks uh, away from the start of spring training? I, I checked into this one. I know what this is all about. This is strictly about the AD job also. He he, he saw it wasn't right on the wall. There was no AD at Ashley Ridge because they got one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was a strictly – and apparently a good move for him because, like I said, he coached at um, Waccamaw as a head coach and assistant at Colleton County, which we won't even talk about that because that was when the teams were not that good. But uh, I think Shane – I think he's a great hire. And I mean, now what brings up what makes it interesting now is you got another Somerville job open. You know, yeah. you thought the Fort Dorchester yeah. was going to be open, you know, and they had to rule about that, and then the old coach comes back. But Ashley Ridge is a great school. There again, you're only separated by a couple miles from Fort Dorchester and Somerville High School, so on the same road, so Dorchester. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, and the other thing with Fiddler is he, he's an offensive guru. He says he he's not going to hire an offensive coordinator. He's going to do that job as well while he's down there on the field, which, you know, more power to him. He gets another assistant somewhere else. You can do special teams, anything. I, I think I think the guy at West Florence showed people that you can be a head coach and call plays too. He's a young guy, just like Shane is, and I mean, I, it was a good. I think that's a good hire. I mean, I was impressed with what he did at Waccamaw because I mean, Sam will tell you, Waccamaw has been down yeah. for a while down yeah. there because of Sockerstein and a couple of the other schools. Good, but yeah. uh, it's a good hire for them. And, and like I said, you're in there with Airport, and I mean uh, Brooklyn Casey and those other teams. So. Uh, 
I'm good hire there. Yeah. Colton County, Eclair, Columbia, and he was at Gray Military Academy at one point as well um, before it ended. That was post-grad while he was there. So he's, he's – all those programs he's managed to turn around. He was at – like I said, he was at Colleton County after that. He used to be at Walterboro High School, and then he went to Colleton County. He was assistant coach there then, so you can't take the blame for what that team did. But um, they weren't very good. But like I said, it, his offense – I'm interested to see because he's going to be in, in that – like I said, he's going to be in that little group with the, with Lexington maybe. Is Lexington Well, airport there? is uh, – Brooklyn Casey. Or, no, airport is with um, – the Aiken, South Aiken. That's right. Midland Valley. Stuff, okay, yeah. okay. So they're in a, a very winnable league. It him. is. We enjoyed playing it. Yeah. We just didn't like the some of the places we had to go, but yeah. good hire. Yeah. Now yeah. I'll be in Richland, he gets that Ashley Reese job. <laughs> if anybody takes over there. Joe Call may come out of coaching. Uh, <laughs> other jobs uh, that are still out there looking as of right now, uh, Battery Creek is still wide open. Um, we got to look at that one. Edisto is open, so is Great Falls. Um, you've got uh, Mullins still looking for a head coach, as is McCormick. Uh, no word as of yet if Paul Pride is even still at school. We don't know school. what's going That is so hush-hush. That is weird. I mean, it's just weird. I'll tell you another one that surprises me is Great Falls. Because football-wise, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty good They've for been a, a solid single-A yeah. team. And, yeah. Uh, they're getting it. Maybe they got a guy in place that just want to make the right move. Yeah, well, we'll see how many people get moved up to interim head coach for a year. <laughs> yeah. And that's really the play now that you can make. I mean, it's going to be hard to just go out and find somebody boom like that. Hey, bring them on in. Uh, airport was lucky to do what they did. Because the timing just it stinks right now to be looking for a coach. Well, you know, a couple of them, uh, you know, Edisto, I mean, that, that's down on the coast. You could – Edison's not. It's by could. Orangeburg. It's not. I was going to say Edison. Well, that's right. That's right. That's right. It is. Edison <laughs> Beach is on the coast. Yeah, you can go to Edison Beach, that. but you're yeah. not watching any football. football right. You right. go to Hollywood. Yeah. I think they got a team. <laughs> or they got a, an academy bad. team, skis a team. <laughs> I did the same but, thing. I was yeah. like, we're going to the beach. Oh, Edison, yeah. trust yeah. me. You go with that. Well, and that's just like the Charleston jobs and the Horry County jobs. I mean, you know, there's a lot to be. A lot there that you're not gonna get other places. So, but money's better there if you think about. It. I mean, you talking yeah. about Charleston School District compares to whatever. I mean, yeah. that move right there strictly to go to Lexington and Columbia area yeah. that was about the money. And he saw, you know, yeah. he saw the writing. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's an AD now, so yeah. I hope he was ready because he's got he's got a young wife and some young kids. So he better be ready. Better be ready. All right, before we get into uh, the college scene, a couple of things. One, come on by and see good folks here at Howard's on Main. B-Rad has got the happy hour up and running. As of right now, they got a great lunch and breakfast as well. Stan's usually here during breakfast time. You can come and chat with him uh. in the process. I recommend the grits <laughs> in the process of all that. Um, he does a pretty good omelet as well from what I'm told. Uh, it's good. Oh, yeah. Breakfast burritos, whatever yeah. you want, man. It's got it all involved there. But that's at Howard's on Main. Breakfast and lunches through the week, Monday through Friday. Come by and see them. And then the other big thing, and this is, I'm, uh, you know, well, I think all of us are in favor of what's going on as of right now. But the House of Representatives voted on a bar to tran- for transgenders, athletes, um, and bar them from women's sports altogether. And that went ahead and it passed. However, none of the Democrats did vote on this one it was all the republicans and now it goes to the senate which is democratic uh or uh 
you know, the Dems pretty much have the majority of the House or the uh, Senate in. They're saying it's probably going to uh, get killed in there. But Title IX um, was put in place for a purpose, was it not? And it was to uh, protect women athletes and women's sports at the collegiate level that Mm -hmm. are there. And what they're doing with the transgenders totally obliterates Title IX altogether. Well, did you? I saw part of uh, it was in the Senate or something, house somewhere. One of the senators or whoever it was was questioning this so-called higher-up, whatever, over one of these deals. He asked one question. What was that? What's your definition of a woman? The guy could not answer him. I swear, he sat there. Could you repeat and that's that the question? That's where could the you repeat is. that question? What is your definition of a woman? How do you determine that? The I guy make, couldn't answer him. The guy literally could not answer and did not answer the question. I'm gonna make it easy right I here. I mean, that's just crazy. It's a simple. It's a simple call of judgment. Whatever. If you want to play, go title line like Brittany Grind and the rest of these guys are doing and play with the women because you ain't man enough and good enough to play in the man's league, that's what this is about. Yeah. And that's all this is about. The guys can't play at certain levels, and they wanted to upgrade to play in, in, in the women's sports, and it's ridiculous. But it will be killed. It probably will. It but, will be you know, the, it's – the reason they voted on this is to protect a lot of the public schools as well that are right. out there as of yeah. right now because states, and not only states, but, but um, you know, state School districts, districts are, all, towns, yeah. are all banning it. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it's, this is a Joe Biden thing that he started along yeah. with Nancy Pelosi and all of this, and it's one of their stomping grounds that they're, they're trying to, to push through. But uh, when you look at the polls that, that's coming in and everything that is out there, there's only about 2% of the athletes that are transgender, um, you, you know, in any school district at most. Y'all, y'all go have your own league. Well, that's what I'm saying. They can, practi- they can practice. In my opinion, yeah. they could probably practice, um, you know, with the women's if they wanted to. That's fine. They just got to compete at another lo- a different level. If if you've got ten that want to play basketball in the Lakelands area at the high school, let them form. You know, not we can't say an all star team, but let them form their own team. Y'all go get you a coach. Well, you can petition the high school league to play if you want to. The high school league's probably going to tell you no, but you know. But I can't see why you would try to change the law for something that you passed right. to protect women's sports. Now well, you're trying to undo it. Well, look at and, and, it, and it wasn't just the, the collegiate women's. It, it's it filtered everything. down to the high schools and middle schools and all. Title IX had an effect on women's sports overall. Because of Title IX, the women's sports and the women athletes, have their trajectory has been upward. It hadn't been. Now they're getting – the looks they're getting the contracts, even the college TV things are, you know, the women's contracts. We're we're, we're paying you to because we want to come televise your women's sports. It's you know it's your women's tennis, it's the basketball, it's the softball. We want to come on your campus, and here's mm-hmm. what we'll pay you to let us do. That was not happening, but. <clears throat> 
you also look at the number of fans that are supporting women's sports now. A lot of times you go to a women's game and there'll be more people there, and I don't care what it is <laughs> than they are. And it doesn't have to be just Chris's favorite beach volleyball. It, it can be anything. Mm-hmm. And and there's going to be top? people in the stands. I mean, look at locally around here, Erskine and Lander. Look at mm-hmm. the women's sports that have started here. Mm-hmm. They both play lacrosse. They both have women's rugby. They both have women's wrestling. I, I mean, it, it's going to benefit, and it, it helps the schools in, in the areas that don't always have the lacrosse and the rugby and the hockey and everything. Um, matter of fact, that's the way to end the story right here. It's a bunch of hockey and Whatever they decide to do, let the Dems go ahead and decide it because in the end, that may infuriate enough people to where we change what we need to change in this country. So let them keep going the route they're going, and maybe maybe the wise people in this town that that aren't asleep, as the word they use is woke, maybe they will actually wake up. We'll see how it well, all we'll, we'll unfairs. Go, yeah. It's it's in the hands of the Senate <laughs> now. So there, we just got to. Ain't nothing we can do about it. Trust we'll me. talk about it when we hear about Thank it. Thank goodness Jerome ain't ruling this one. But I, <laughs> you know, I'm just glad that it was looked at this morning and it went ahead and it passed, yeah. and, and we can move on. It really that, helps. So. It really hurts with like what you always talk about the Olympic sports because now you're talking about swimming, diving, and stuff yeah. like that. Well, the Olympics you, have outdone. They've said right. no. Yeah. So, as has world athletics. World athletics has said that no, we're not going to allow it to happen. So, you know, they're, they're finding that. Even USA Swimming has said, no, it's not yeah. going to happen. And that's where I would, I would think you would see a whole lot of the questioning going on with whatever yeah. it is. But come on, go back to the old school, man. God gave you something, and he didn't give you something, and that's how you got to roll. All right. Here's the other rule change I want to talk about, and that is the recruiting rule has changed um, at the college level, and that uh, basically means that recruits now have infinite number of official visits that they can take. And you've heard about this, right? They do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In all of all. Well, here, here's what they can do, okay? The main change for the for uh, the prospects is they'll no longer be restricted to just five official visits. We know that. They'll be allowed one official visit per school that is there. If there is a coaching change, a second official visit can be taken at that particular time. Um the rule takes place this August, so after July, it'll, it'll start in August. Oh, they can okay. start all that. But college programs are still only limited to 56 total official visits per year. That's something I didn't know, which means the colleges now are in control of who they want exactly. to come in and look. Right. So that's going to leave a lot of people out. Well, what you're doing is now, I mean, I mean, it's like well, a portal almost. You're picking what you need and who you need to come in. So. Well, I mean, the official visit thing, a, a lot of that is a – it's kind of with the modern technology that we have today. You know, you can have a coach, just say at Coastal, he's recruiting a player from San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. The kid never comes, steps foot on campus to the first day he arrives for class or practice because it's all video chat. We can send you booklets. We can send you DVDs. You can send us your your stuff. We can see you on film. We can, you know, get. We can go on huddle and watch you play every game. Mm-hmm. We know what we're getting before we even. You don't have to come down here and see me. But what's happened now is the those those five A big names yeah. can go to uh, several different yeah, schools, which are going to take away from other athletes. But you that, only have in, in that region. They yeah, could but, get there. But you only have so many weekends that you can go. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to make a decision at some point in time. If you're playing your high school career, your high school senior season, and if your team's good enough, 
there's about 15 weekends you're going to be playing on Friday night. Are you going to be able, are you going to be willing to get up Saturday morning, be at an airport and fly to Los Angeles, we're saying East Coast here, <laughs> and fly to Oregon and get there for an official visit and then have to fly back Sunday. Oh, and you've got school Monday mm-hmm. and you got practice Monday and a game. I, you know, I can see a few jumping on and especially <laughs> some of these that think they're gods to begin with, they're going to. They're, they're going to get their everywhere. business. They're going to get their free stuff everywhere. <laughs> I, I just think the colleges are going to start limiting and, yeah, and leaving they, they some folks out. Yeah. And that's what they're going to do because, like I said, you're going to know what you need. You well, know what, I, what positions you need. And well, this is I'm going to bring three quarterbacks in because I need two. <laughs> this, this is where that thing Chris don't like and we don't. That, that NIL <laughs> mm-hmm. comes into play. And, these, and those are the guys that are wanting that $14 million NIL. You're going to see them showing up on every campus till they get it. And it's just to make – they don't care where they go. They don't care who they play with, that's who they the play money. for. It's all about that NIL I can get. That's, it, you're to right. me, that's, that's where the NCAA needs to go to work. <laughs> Gillow with that scene. <laughs> no, that, that's from Chris that? Cox. I, I think they're going to end up changing some things here after this first year anyway. So. <sighs> I, like I said, we're seeing portal stuff now with the guys that moved on out there to get the big money. And, I mean – they're not liking where they're at, so they're coming back. So, I yeah. mean, you know, it, it is what you it know, is. That kind of leads me into my next. Smiling Rob's coming hey, back. Buddy. Have you got it? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got it. You That's go it. ahead and say it. I can't read it. Uh, you can't read it? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got my glasses, brother. That's um, why I'm going to let you read it. Yeah, Robbie Harrison on his Twitter account. Uh, and we all know Robbie. Smiling Rob Smiling played Rob, at Emerald man. High School. Big defensive uh, player that was out there. Played a little offense as well uh, in the process. A little running back, too. A little fridge didn't action, I think man. he did. A action. If I remember correctly. But uh, he basically came out. And thank the University of Arizona State, which, by the way, was his only Division One Power Five um, uh, offer. offer that was out there. Hermit Edwards um, at yep. the time. But he thanked all of them, um, you know, and doing his time that's out there. He also uh, went on to say that uh, he's entering the transfer portal with four years of eligibility left. So he was redshirted last year um, in the process uh, of all that. But he, what folks don't know is is just how strong this gentleman is. He came on campus as a freshman and outlifted everybody in, in the weight room. Uh, the strongest freshman that you've got. Six, what did I say, six, five? 331 pounds. Mountain of a man. Is where he's at as right yeah. now. But, um, you know, he, he, he's making some decisions that are out there. And I think part of this had to do with a new coach coming in. They went ahead and they recruited a couple of freshmen that are evidently lights out. Um, and during the spring uh, practice time and all of that, uh, the freshmen saw playing time with the, the – uh, uh, first team versus you know the second and third team where um, the, you know they didn't share like they had in the past and so you know I, I don't want to say sour the grapes on the but wall, man. Yep. yeah you got to you got to do what's right for you and if you see the writing on the wall where you're not going to get any playing time go ahead and look for something somewhere you know else. we really didn't get to do like an interview with him but my question would have been to him is like because I mean Herm Edwards is just a, a known legend as a football coach so he goes out there to play for who he would would be like a mentor to him and other black kids man and now you got a guy like Kenny Dill from Oregon that comes in as offensive coordinator. He doesn't really – not a lineman guy, not a defensive lineman guy like he is. Here's the stunning part. All this is portal from today. Good gosh. That's four pages. Th- three more Arizona State guys are in it. Two more defensive tackles and offensive linemen and smiling Rob. There's your problem. 
you're losing offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and you're not worried about it because you're worried about that quarterback or that, that receiver. Coastal's got three from yesterday and today. Uh, and I was hoping that Mr. Pickney would be in here. I, he didn't text me and ask me, tell me the reason he wasn't here today, and that's fine, because I definitely want to talk to him about the fact of a non-spring game at Coastal. And uh, there's two guys in there, two of them receivers at Coastal that are in the portal now that I just want to pick his brain on. I asked you about the defensive lineman, uh, Warren. I can't think of his first name. But the other two receivers at Coastal are big-name receivers. I'm kind of surprised because you remember when we had Mr. Pignell before, he said he and Sam had thought about it Mm -hmm. with the portal, with the new coach and everything coming into play. Um, I I guess, you know, I told him as of today, Grayson McCall's name's in it's out, still in bouncing out. in and it, out. It yeah. is, and I mean, I think Stan's right. I think it's that possibility of maybe going back with Chadwell, maybe to well, get, to go to. Well, Liberty. he's got. Let's see what. Ain't the, many days left because this is that the little. Days to twentieth, so got to the got four more days. He's got four days to do four what days, he's gonna do. So. Four days, and now that's not to say. You know, you can't just. Well, I've graduated. I can go anywhere I want to. You can still have those guys. But, Tom, there are big-name quarterbacks in this portal just yeah. last week. I mean, um, the kid at NC State's back in the portal again. Ben Bryant that played at Cincinnati and Southern Cal. I mean, you got big names just at quarterback. And, like I said, that's usually who I know. Like, DeAndre Hunter, who Clemson recruited. Mm-hmm. They went with Jeff Scott to South Florida's in the portal again. Look for that linebacker to maybe be somebody West Scott from Clemson calls say, hey, I'm still here. <laughs> you know, come on back. Well, with Clemson's me. got enough trouble as it is. They've got 85 scholarships they need by the start of July. First, they're sitting right now at 88. So they got three. They, they got three. Go they got to get rid so of. They, they're not going anywhere near the portal right now. But it'll be very interesting to see about about Smile and Rob. We wish wishing the best, man. And like I said, um, I, I'm not a like I said. I like my ducks out on that pack that pack. T- 12 or whatever they call it but Arizona State was a, was somebody I followed this past year because he was there and uh, like I said I, I hate that aspect didn't work out but I just wonder if maybe the main thing was the coaching change and I, I think that happens everywhere. Do you see him possibly at Auburn being a possibility? You know, it is a possibility with especially with, with like Luke Dill there too uh, yeah. and that would be a former teammate of his. Um, yeah I could see that. I mean but like I said, I could also well, see him. He's a Clemson know, kid, though, right? Is he not a Tiger I'm, fan? I'm just, or yeah, but Clemson doesn't have the room for him, no. and he knows that. So, okay, where do I look at next? And then it's going to be – Georgia was one well, of the schools. Well, I he do may, know that. He may <laughs> want to come back closer to home. But, again, you know, he may say, I'm going to go out here to Southern Cal. Or I may go may. to an Oregon <laughs> or a Washington, Washington State. He's used to that area now. Hey. What about going up to Colorado and playing for prime time? No, prime, now, I, prime I, would, is I would call him and tell him. No. Here's the deal. You, you, I asked you yesterday <laughs> what school was leading yeah. the way. Last year it was A&M. Yeah. This, this year it's Arkansas, still, yeah. LSU, and Colorado's actually over those other two schools. Mm-hmm. Colorado's got six right here in three days. So, Coach Prime ain't everything he wants out there. Another thing about Arizona, if, if y'all ever been to Arizona, it is hot as hell. That dry heat's worse than the humidity here. Yes. So when it's 112 degrees, buddy, and a guy like Big Smiling Rob, he ain't smiling in practice because he's about to burn and slap up. That Phoenix Tempe area is no joke. So um, I'll be interested. You might, he might be. You might end up seeing him at Notre Dame. You could. That's possible. I mean, there there are a bunch of like Georgia's here. He's got. He's got the got the build for Notre Dame. The brains within his head. Who was the one one that Billy Wade was crying about the other day? Bear, what's his name? That was at Georgia. 
The, yeah, he's in the portal now. The wide receiver that went. No, no, he's a lineman, but no, his name's Defensive Bayer. lineman, yeah. that's right. And, I mean, that, there you go. You trade one for one. Georgia yeah. may have that room. Yeah. I, you know, it doesn't matter where he goes. He's still going to have Lakeland support, and that's what we're hearing all yeah. about. So, hopefully Monday we'll know a little more. If not, maybe not. Because you only got, like you say, three, four days four left days, in this thing. So, left. Monday Tell we should know something. Yep. So, and I hope he makes the wise decision. I mean. Yeah. Maybe you'll call Coach DeBose and say, hey, Coach. He may show up down at Coastal. He may. That's what I got my fingers crossed for. He's, so. got, he's got buddies that, that he would be played great. ball with. That'd and, be great. You know, uh, Lakeland's connections down there. And so. they just lost the linebacker and the defensive lineman that are in yeah. the portal now. So, he might say, you know what? I like that area. I'm close enough to Greenwood. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to Conway here. <laughs> so. Stan Spivey's going to be out there with me. He's recruiting, and Stan can recruit us right now because he's yeah. not associated with the university <laughs> at the moment. So we can all recruit. But I, it'd be interesting to see. I just thought it was funny that I got, like I told you, I get a text at like 2 or 3 in the morning, and they said, did you see it about Rob? And I was like, for one, who's texting me this early in the morning? And what Rob? Because I was thinking someone happened to somebody that he said, smiling, Rob. And I was like, oh, no, something happened to smile. So, uh, you know me, man. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. What else am I going to do? I'm going to jump on that right there. And I'll look it up, and boom, that's when I found that right there on the Twitter page. So. Well, you tell him well, we'll pay for all the pancakes he can eat if he comes this way again. So, <laughs> we'll Howard pay for that. Howard <laughs> <laughs> probably let him cook his own. <laughs> um, uh, the Growl and Prowl was in uh, the Lakelands. They were in Greenwood on Tuesday, so you got to see Brad Brunell. Uh, you got to see uh, Dabo Sweeney. You even got to see uh, uh, my favorite girl from ladies basketball was uh, involved in Ms. all Butler. this. Ms. Butler was here uh, in the process of all this. And it, it, they said a lot of the same things that we've been talking about all the way along. And um, you know, Brad Brunell was asked the question, what's it like having a, an AD that, that's got your back with all this and allows you to go out and worry about recruiting only and not about your job? And he basically came out and said it's fantastic. He said this new AD uh, just picked up where the old AD had left off, and he's running with it as of right now. Um, and, and to have that support from the get-go, but I think Brad also sees the writing on the wall that he's got to make some changes, and that's what we're seeing uh, coming from the portal. He did hit the portal really well last year. I'm hoping he can do the same this year. I mean, like I said, if, if, you, want, if you want something fun to do, I'm not sure about the basketball portal, but it's going on right now also. I don't know if they got four days left or if they got a little more extended period of time. I don't know. But there's some cats that's jumping in it also, and I'm talking about cats that play for – teams in the in the finals last mm-hmm. year or just in a couple of weeks ago some big names. i mean some big guys yeah san diego state chat three that are leaving I, which surprised me but all in all man the portal stuff's getting fun again and so like i said you got a lot to look for if you're lakers man keep up with smiling rob and bring him home it's been a lot of fun well, let's talk a, a little baseball here locally as far as colleges go. Young Harris, of course, leads the Peach Belt Conference as of right now, and uh, they're coming to town. They're going to be in Dolney on Friday, and they got a game against the Bearcats, three games against the Bearcats Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to go along with it. And, um, you know, this the number one team in the Peach Belt who is 21-6 uh, and six in conference play, 33-11 and 11 overall. Lander comes in here trying to make a dip um, and get over uh, – you know, for, for tournament time to find a better seat, they could possibly, with a sweep, jump over North Georgia uh, and line up with uh, Columbia or Columbus State. I'd like to see two or three. I'm not even worried about a sweep, but I think two or three does knock you ahead of North Georgia, I think record-wise alone. I looked at it last night. Um, I did, you know, I got a chance to catch up with the coaches 
show after we we talked to coach on when he was in here on monday um a lot more positive attitude than yeah. it was the week before when yeah. i watched coach's show uh and and our buddy graham's learning what buttons not to push with coach uh, so he's doing a good really good job of that um so like i said he was very positive about last week or about what happened in the weekend that they can improve on uh it still comes down to the pitching and walks and errors. I mean, we see it at Carolina all the yeah. time. I mean, everybody's going to have the errors, and they just got to shore up. They, they're really looking for right now is that third pitcher, I think, that can come in and give you that relief he needs out of that bullpen. Once he gets that, I think Lander's going to be pretty good. But, like I said, there's nobody in the, on that schedule that they can't play with. Yeah. Especially when it's here. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the rival young hair. So, you know, yeah. I'm all yeah, about and, it. And I agree with you. It's just like with the Carolina series with Florida this weekend. Yeah, would we love a sweep? Yeah, I would. But I'll take a 2-1 split. Oh, yeah. I, if, if we can win two out of three, I'll be, especially at home. And you should be able to do that. You, you win, should get the two out of three. Yeah, and you win your midweek games, and then you win the two out of three. Every great now and again, you're going to get a sweep. I mean, that's just the nature of the analytics of baseball. And they're baseball. down right now. They, and, they lost two or three last yeah. weekend, I think. So. So let's go out and have a good series. Cut down on walks Friday in the areas. That's yeah. simple enough to do. Well, you're at home, you know, sleeping in your own bed. Let's go out and win this series against Young Harris and send them back. And Tuesday helped out a lot. A big win over Francis Marion, ten to two. In that, that one, team. that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they come up with a big win that is there, but. Um, you know, pitching-wise, uh, Michael Nastro, he ended up starting off pitching four innings. He allowed one run, four hits, uh, struck out two. Then Anson Merrick came in. He pitched a, a dynamite fifth and sixth inning, uh, allowing just one hit, uh, walked one, but struck out one in the process. And uh, then bullpen comes in, and, and relief just absolutely annihilates him for the rest of the time. That's that third one I'm talking about coming in. Yeah. And, I mean, they're finding out who those guys are. Who, who is that third and fourth guy of that bullpen in middle relief to come in and, and shore up that win? And, I mean, and that's key when you're a pitching coach or even a head coach of the baseball. I mean, especially in a in a collegiate setting like Lander has. So, well, we invite everybody to come on out tomorrow night. It's going to be fun. Young Harris in town uh, over at Donley Stadium. You can go to LanderBearcats.com and catch all the action uh, that is there as well. And they'll also have game times, live stats. Uh, that's what I like about it. You can follow the stats live. It's <laughs> easy enough. You're there. right. Um, but they, they and they do a dynamite job. So. Tune it in if you can't make it out there. But we'd love to see you in the seats and taking part. And remember, they've got the uh, Lander Brew that is out there now. They do, man. It's a good brew. If you like a a craft beer, try the Lander, man. And today is code code, uh, blue today for the men's lacrosse coming up here in a couple – in an hour. Uh, so get out there for the the soccer thing with the code blue. Mm-hmm. But as I told Caroline, I said you got on gray shirt today. It says Landon, but that ain't blue. So don't wear that out there. <laughs> <laughs> so wonder if you wear a, a gold one. A lot going happens. on out there in yeah. in this area, man. Greenwood tonight. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So. Yeah, all kinds of stuff happened. Um, I may be going to see Ethan Richardson. He's playing uh, in a concert over at Lander later on tonight about awesome. eight o'clock. So awesome, you boy. Get to see get to see a former athlete here at Greenwood High. <laughs> I uh, also want to say congratulations to Erskine Women's Golf. Um, they had a, a second-place finish at Conference Carolina's Championship to go along with that, a 54-hole event that took place, um, over 72 holes, you know, part 72 holes. But Amanda Gruzman, a big, big uh, first uh, round. She shot a 74, then a 76 the second round, and third round came back with a 75. She ended up tied for third. Um 
Sophia Attix uh, took fifth. And then you had, uh, if I can, I can't even read my own handwriting, uh, Della Parks <laughs> tied for 19th. Victoria Carrera ended up tied for 24th. And Maya Settles was 41st. But all of those together uh, puts Erskine second with a total um, of 934, which is right at par. Or plus 72 par. That's actually, so. that's actually solid. Yeah. yeah. So good news for them. Now they'll get a chance to, with that second place finish, probably end up in the Division Two NCAA's. Yep. yep. Clemson's already advanced. We're in Seabrook Island right now, trying the Gamecock women's. Uh, before we go off, uh, first time in a while, Carolina Clemson women's softball, men's baseball, both school are now ranked as the Lady Gamecocks have joined the top twenty-five. Just or just yesterday, this I week, think. Yeah. So uh, congrats to that. I mean, it's it's unbelievable that you have something like that. And I think Stan has something else about a Palmetto Cup. I don't run about well, it. Well, we'll talk about that. I <laughs> we, want, we know I where that's going. I, I just want to speak. One, one of, I went to the baseball game down there in Columbia Tuesday night. Been in that ballpark numerous times. Beautiful ballpark. Um, all the new rule changes I wanted to see for myself, kind of how it went. The ball game started at 7 o'clock. I've like been to should. a lot of 7 o'clock <laughs> ball games. You know, okay. The ball game was over a little bit after 10. Three at three plus hours, <coughs> nine innings, you know. Uh, so, I didn't really see where the – Where it made a difference. Uh, where all this made a difference. I did watch the pitch clock, and a lot of the pitches were being released with like one second left to go. So, I mean, they might not be doing all the walking around, picking up the rosin bag, throwing the rosin bag, shaking off five signs, but uh, they're taking their whole time frame. <laughs> and, it's those but, foul balls, but, too. But, that take yeah, and the foul balls and uh, the resets when he, he'll make one throw over the first with two seconds left on the pitch clock, and he's throwing the first Well, that gives him another 20 seconds. That's what so, Coach I mean, Burke was yeah, just talking to us yeah, about, I driving mean, you crazy. Know, things like that have got to be tweaked. But the one thing I did like, um, of course, instant replay is everywhere nowadays, but saw Caroline hit two home runs. Both of them were no doubters when they left the bat. But it's just like on TV. It comes up on the scoreboard, you know, distance, 453 feet, speed off a of bat. Or exit velocity, I think they call it. 104, you know, launch angle, 31 degrees. And so, okay, the second one gets hit. Well, it didn't travel but 405 feet, but it hit the telephone pole or the light pole. (laughs) Or it would have went further. But the thing about it, the exit velocity was 108, and the launch angle was 21. It was a line drive that got out of the ballpark quick. That's um, what the whole way to hit that pole. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I enjoyed that part of it. And and, and on the scoreboard, too, uh, <coughs> you know, you used to not see it. You couldn't tell unless you was watching games at TV. But they put in the speed of each pitch for both pitchers, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the speed that pitch was. And we saw everything from 78 mile an hour, I guess they were change-ups, you know, to 93 94 mile hour fastballs. So it was good to see those. That, but that's the technology end up. Still a beautiful ballpark. The panels is crazy. Lo- enjoyed, enjoyed the night. And, 
But the Palmetto Series Cup again goes to Columbia. <laughs> uh, this is like I don't third know year in a row, I think. Uh, fifth year in a row, I it's, think, it's, it's or more. I think since the inception of it. But and here's and we've talked about it on this show before. But the the year's not even over. We still have sports to be played, and the cup's already going down there. It's because it's Amanda Butler's fault. That's just saying. It's, <laughs> it could be part of the reason. It, it's because of the women's sports, it okay? is. and it's not that this team is just winning everything. It's the just the number of women's sports, and Clemson has got to catch up. They've well, got just to in start sports in general. Uh, yeah, I mean they've got. You know, they've got women's softball. They're ranked number seven in the nation. Okay, they've started women's lacrosse. Okay, I think they're in like their second year. But, you know, and the one that always gets me, and I pick it all the Clemson fans about this. Here's the University of South Carolina, Metropolitan Columbia. They've got a national championship equestrian team. <laughs> Here's Clemson, the agricultural school of the state of South Carolina. Do they even have With, one? No, Clemson does not have <laughs> an equestrian team. It just—I uh, mean, but Lander, they got a site. Lander College has, or Lander University it has, has an, equestrian. an equestrian team. And they're going to be Why can't there. Clemson have one? You've yeah. got—you teach classes and stuff. You've got plenty <laughs> hey, Garrison of Garrison Arena's You've right there, man. Garrison Arena. I mean, that's for that's, that's the one that just gets me out of all. I'm sorry. Oh well, Clemson does have a rowing team. Well, okay, yeah, I'm saying that because you got Lake Hartwell, but uh, we could do it because we got on Lake Murray. You know, you know do I it mean, through the rocks. I mean, come on, but that's that's the reason that happens. And until, and I'm hoping that these this AD they got at Clemson is seeing that now. From kind of what I understand from people that were at the Clemson meeting the other night, uh, Dabo did kind of mention toward that fact a little bit, and and some of the other ones. The same thing. We need to put a little more emphasis on our winning, our women's programs, and our sports programs in general. Yeah. And I think they're seeing that that's where, you know, if they're going to want to go to any other conference other than ACC, they're going to have to add sports. Okay. And it's not just women's; it's men's too. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see swimming and diving come back. To tell you, the yeah. Truth. Well, they took it out, and those that's would be the ones that would come back. I well, think the ones that you taking out is the one you bring back immediately. Well, I mean, the <laughs> question that you buy a few uniforms and you set. Mm-hmm. You, you already know, got the, the swimming, arena, yeah. The swimming and diving, you buy a few uniforms. Yeah, you they set. bring their now, own I mean, horses, I know you so. got to have scholarships, but um, you know, there's stuff that you can do that's already that you already have facilities in place to do. All right. Any final uh, thoughts? No, I agree with Stan completely. I you do too. I mean, I, I it's just kind of crazy that you don't have it. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to have a beach to have beach volleyball. Wheeler Beach, buddy. Yeah, we got lots of little beaches at Erskine. Uh, they got a they got a, a small beach there. So yeah. Erskine's at the little yeah, it's right by the pool. Which yeah. you noticed when you ride through, <laughs> it's right at the pool. So. So lots of fun uh, with that. But go out and support your teams wherever they may be. Lots we'll, to do today. we got lots yeah. of stuff that's going on. And All we the will be back on Monday. Should be a fun one. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the sports. That's Stan Spivey, Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.